Welcome back to our podcast, Chronically Iconic Mistakes. I'm your host, Jocelyn. And your co-host, Raya. In 2011, Christopher Clark made the decision to leave his home in Texas and start a new life in Newtown, North Dakota, where he would be working for Blackstone Trucking. His new career would provide him with a more financially stable life, and he was looking forward to the money he would be making. Blackstone Trucking was an oil trucking firm, and at this time, oil was especially booming in North Dakota. The state is well known for ghost towns due to the oil boom and train operation. It is very common for an area to be the place to be for striking it rich, only for the money to dry up, leaving the town empty when everyone moves in a hurry. Christopher likely thought he was making a very smart move because he had the opportunity to make a lot of money quickly, and oftentimes these opportunities have paid like housing and even provided meals. I'm not sure if this is the type of situation Christopher had set up, but something to know is that this type of setup is well known for creating a community with high crime rates, and because these people come in and out of town like drifters, it is often very difficult to catch these criminals and bring justice to them. This is very likely why North Dakota has so many missing people cases who have gone cold. Have you been to Newtown before? I don't think I have. <laughs> Let me see where it's at because there's like a lot of really tiny towns. I might have drove through it before but yeah I can't say I've like you know like noticed I was there. It looks like it's over by the Missouri River. Mm, okay. Yeah we could have drove through there though on our way to uh, Montana. Eventually Christopher started working his job and very quickly realized that he was not happy at Blackstone Trucking because he immediately had drama with the owners. Blackstone Trucking actually gives his operation manager position away to someone else, and this in turn makes Christopher feel very defeated. At this point, the owners have left a bad taste in his mouth, and the wages really just like aren't worth it for him. I mean, imagine like moving all the way to North Dakota just for your position to be given away. Yeah, that seems kind of sketchy and like not legal, but it definitely is because, you know, nobody protects employee rights. Yeah, not in this country. <laughs> Things work out in a way because Christopher finds a job with running horse trucking, but it is rumored that he was in an argument with the owner of Blackstone named James. This is believed because Christopher places calls to his friends saying that if something happens to him that they need to contact his family. He offhandedly mentions that he does not feel safe and is carrying a firearm 24-7, but that he needs practice to get a better feel for his gun. Christopher did not say why he was fearful for his life. I mean... It must be pretty serious if he thinks that something's going to happen to him. But also, like, I'm scared I'm going to be murdered 24-7, so it could go either way. Yeah, I think, like, to the point of, like, I just purchased, like, a gun and you're, like, carrying it all the time and, like, telling your family, like, if something happens, like, that's definitely a different level. Yeah, that's true. On February 22nd of 2010, for unknown reasons, Christopher returns to Blackstone wearing gray sweatpants and black Puma shoes unknowing that this would be the last place he was ever seen alive again. Christopher places a call near Blackstone before vanishing. It is theorized that another argument with James had likely broken out. However, we do not know exactly what happened that day. Hmm. I mean, if I was terrified of somebody, I wouldn't be going back to where they work. I'm not gonna lie, like, yeah, if you're, like, mortified of somebody, you probably shouldn't, like, go see them. I'm just gonna throw it out there, but, like, not victim shaming either, because, like, he doesn't know somebody's gonna hurt him like that for real. Right, and, like, anything could have happened, like, he could have been owed money from, like, jobs. Yeah, we have no idea what his situation was and, like, why he went back. So, it could have been a lot of stuff, and I don't blame him for that at all. Like, I would never 
expect somebody at work to like do anything like that. Family members call Christopher to check in, but all their attempts go directly to voicemail. This goes on until the end of February before Christopher's grandmother reports him missing from Montana. Montana police prove to be as helpful as I would expect them to be and tell Christopher's grandparents that he is an adult and there is nothing they can do. Which is a fucking lie. Yeah, I cannot get over that they just be like, that sucks. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You can't just be like, nah. <laughs> like, nah, we're not gonna look into that. Like, they all they had literally had to do was call the fucking sheriff's office in North Dakota for, like, a check. They didn't even have to actually go do anything. (laughs) That's what kills me about it. Like, how can you live with yourself, honestly? Like, how can you live with yourself just being like, no, we're good? I don't know. I think, honestly, it's really surprising to me because, like, the single time I've had to call 911 from a state, like, a different state from, like, the issue happening, they didn't even, like, help me. They were like, I can give you the phone number for the police there. Like, they, they don't normally do anything so why didn't they just give them the number yeah it's that's crazy to me yeah it's really wild and also like the family waited a month to report it did they yeah it took until like the well not a full month like the end of the month they finally go oh something's wrong i swear to god if i've gone missing for more than a week like you you should probably just call dude if you went missing for like five hours i would be calling your husband but like on the same note my family like i do not call them so like if I didn't have you giving a shit like this would totally happen like maybe he just didn't call his actual family a lot I don't know yeah or maybe they just thought he was busy but I don't know if they they had previously told me like hey I'm scared well like the weird thing is is he never called his family he only told his friends to call his family if something happened and his friends aren't even the one who noticed he was missing I know (laughs) yeah that's the thing like his friends were like man haven't heard from him in like almost a month must be fine if my friend told me that i would check in like every fucking hour like he specifically told you he might die <laughs> oh my lord and I mean, i'm sure nobody really expected anything to happen so like it's not on them or anything but it's just kind of funny in a bad way and like honestly we don't know like really who christopher is like that could have just been like a side comment that nobody took serious because he says shit like that yeah i mean like some people like say like you say that all the time. Yeah, like, I always say <laughs> like I'm gonna like, die. oh, man. So, I mean, I'd still take you seriously if you were like, I bought a gun, because, like, you don't do that, but... Right. The family feels defeated, knowing that their beloved family member is missing, but no one really pushes the matter. It isn't until June 1st of 2012 that the police find Christopher's pickup truck abandoned in Williston, North Dakota, all of his belongings still inside, as if they are waiting for his return. Finally, the police believe Christopher's grandparents and believe that this is a clear sign of foul play. They finally consider Christopher a missing person and an investigation begins far too late. I'm sorry. His family just was like, okay. <laughs> so like, I I think that Christopher's mother was like doing investigations on her own. But like, yeah, it didn't seem like they really like pushed the police to like look. Or maybe they just didn't know they could. I don't know. For like a year and a half though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's really surprising to me that the family was like, holy shit letting that happen i don't want to say letting that happen like they were let down by the police but damn (laughs) for a year and a half nobody's really educated on like 
how the police work. Like, they probably didn't know they had other options. Well, and, like, the thing is, too, is, like, I don't want to be rude, but we're talking about Texans, North Dakotans, and Montanaans. I don't know if that's what you call them. And, like, these are all people that I don't know if they necessarily trust the police. Mm -hmm. So that could be a factor. And then the fact that, like, our police really doesn't do anything anyways at all, (laughs) especially North Dakota. So this is fucked up, though, because people were. okay. so he goes missing in February of 2010 and they don't even report him missing. Like they don't even take this serious until June of 2012. Yep. The police don't give a shit for a full like year and a half. Like how is nobody like you guys fucking failed and we need to find a better way? Yeah. And like, yeah, honestly, it's just beyond me how this happened. I mean, like if we're being honest, we we know that like them considering him missing early on would have done absolutely nothing but they would have caught the person a hell of a lot faster we can say that much because this is a solved case we know who did it they are in prison so i'm just saying if they had taken it seriously you know a year and a half sooner lives could have been saved literally yeah and like also having the family in like just a waiting period yeah like i can imagine like the mom does take it very seriously like she does her own investigation work dude and like like, she did a pretty good job. Like, she knew that it was likely his workplace before the police even considered him missing. I hate that you know the, these stories before I fucking do. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, Jesus, I was, like, thinking this was still a mer- missing persons case. No, this is totally solved. It's just really sad how long it took. Yeah, I would be fucking pissed in the afterlife, bro. Yeah, same. Like, I would be haunting the fuck out of that police office who was like, mm, not my problem. Yeah, like, uh, it just sucks because that's one of my biggest fears. I think the craziest part about this case is that the sheriff in the county at the time in North Dakota actually was like, I can't deal with this. I'm stepping down. Like, that's how bad this case got and how, like, he, he was newer and he was like, dude, straight up, like, I am not equipped for this and I'm not gonna do this anymore like somebody else has to. That's so crazy to me that we're not preparing our police officers better too. Yeah, it's it's very concerning, but like also, I mean, good on him for recognizing like this is way over my head. Like somebody needs to do this and it's not me. It's fine like to not be able to do it if you admit it. Well, hopefully they could find somebody that could though. They did find somebody and I think that they kind of handled things better because like I said, like solving this earlier would have saved somebody's fucking life, which we'll get into Next. Oh my god, you are so annoying. (laughs) Just fucking tell me. (laughs) Let's get into it then. Christopher's mother quickly takes to social media, posting that she has a firm belief that Blackstone Trucking was somehow to blame for her son's disappearance. While the police refused to help the family, she had begun her own investigation and had learned from his friends that he was afraid for his life after deciding to leave Blackstone Trucking for a competitor. Blackstone Trucking immediately filed a suit against his mother, stating that she was slandering the company on social media, which got so out of hand that she has to file bankruptcy due to the legal fees in an attempt to defend herself. Now, I realize that posting murder accusations online is like a pretty serious thing, but personally, if I wasn't involved in the murder, I would brush it off as a mother who is fearful for her son and try to like comfort them rather than sue her. By suing this mother so quickly for slander, it really feels as if that in itself is an admission of guilt. Yeah, I feel like if somebody wasn't 
guilty, they would have, like, came out with a statement. Exactly. Like, most people would just make their own, you know, social media posts and, like, move on. But this dude immediately fucking sues her. Mm-hmm. Soon, the mother made her way to North Dakota to try and find her son. She was not giving up despite the lack of help she was receiving from investigators, all while dealing with financial strain and the emotional turmoil of being sued. This mother is, like, literally fierce for doing what she could to find her missing son, like, seriously. Yeah, and it's really sad that, like, parents have to even fucking do this. We see this way too often. Yes, I was gonna say, like, how many cases have we seen where the parents are fucking solving the crime? Like, what are you guys good for if you're just gonna fucking do that shit? Yeah, right? Like, what's the point of you if we have to solve our own fucking murder cases? A $10,000 reward was offered for anyone who could lead them to Christopher or his body and the person responsible for the award. Wait, why is that so weird? A $10,000 reward was offered for anyone who could lead them to Christopher or his body, along with information that could substantiate that a person was guilty with the promise. What the fuck is happening? A $10,000 reward was offered for anyone who could lead them to Christopher or his body, along with information that could substantiate that a person was guilty with the promise that the person who reported the information was would remain anonymous. So, I mean, 10,000 season, like, good for them. Mm-hmm. During this time, the mother made a Facebook post that read, Well, as most know by now, we spent last Friday through Sunday in North Dakota. We made progress and are hard at work following leads. We will find Casey. I plead with anyone who has information, please contact me. Write me an email, call me, send me a PM through the page, drop an anonymous note in the mail, something, please, to tell us what happened to Casey. You have my solemn promise to keep you anonymous if asked to. I am not interested in revenge. I just need to know what happened and where my son is. I can understand how someone might have the answers we need, but be afraid to come forward. Please don't be afraid. I won't put your message here. I won't tell anyone, including the police, who you are. I will do everything in my power to protect you from harm by the person who is responsible. If you know what happened or were there, it will help you to come forward to use the guilt and have the opportunity to bargain with the police and have less devastating consequences should the authorities find out, not by me, who you are. And if you are the person responsible, please just tell me what happened. Please give me some peace by letting me know where my Casey is. I understand that things happen. People get mad. Things get out of control. I'm guessing that someone didn't actually mean to kill Casey if he is gone, but the things got out of control and unexpectedly took a turn that no one expected. You have no idea the hell I live in, the agony I'm going through, unless you've been through something similar. Not knowing where my boy is, you cannot imagine what we went through in North Dakota, walking miles, searching, picking up bones, wondering if they might be part of my baby, ripping out thistle bushes with my bare hands to look beneath them, as my husband and our friend, on their knees, dug with hands, machetes, and a camp shovel in the dirt, desperately trying to find Casey, picking up rocks to take home so that I had a piece of the last towns where my son was, barely sleeping or eating because we were too busy trying to find my son. I try to be strong to do what needs to be done, but when the special agent wheeled my son's belongings into the room and put them all in a row on the table, when I had to sign for those things, when they swabbed my mouth for the DNA test, I could not hold back tears anymore. You cannot imagine the agony of leaving the state without my baby, leaving people who have helped me and become family to me, who I have come to love. I left part of my heart in North Dakota and I hurt every day. My spirit is tugged and tormented with the need to go back to North Dakota to find my boy and see the people who now hold a piece of my heart. I feel like I let Casey down because I left the state without finding him. Please help me bring Casey home before the holidays, which will be no joyous season this year without him. Oh my gosh, dude. That is so sad. Yeah, it's pretty 
devastating to read. Like, this chick really went out there and tried to find her son, assuming that he is dead. Like, yeah, she did more work than most investigators would ever do. Hell of a lot more work than the police did on this case, that's for sure. Yeah. After this, the case goes completely cold. Supporters help raise money to help Christopher's mother with her legal fees. She even starts listing, like, jewelry online for sale to help get them by. The case stayed cold until Carlisle, Hendrickson's business partner, which this is the guy that ordered her, that, like, owned the company, was murdered in Washington. Investigators believed that Hendrickson had some part in this and that the cases were connected but they were not able to come up with evidence to link the murders. It's crazy to me that they, like, kind of knew. Yeah, like, I mean, we, like, the mom, like, clearly already got this, like, solved. I mean, <laughs> we were just cool with this guy who murdered somebody, like, hanging out. And nothing is really done until he fucking murders his business partner. <laughs> like, we knew this was a dangerous person, like, clearly. Yeah, it, it's absolutely insane to me. Like, this case just, like, blows my fucking mind. Yeah, I don't... I don't even know. Me either, broski. What a dick. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a, a dick. fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could say that. <laughs> You're a dick for doing murders. Literally. I'm just gonna put that out there. It seemed like Christopher was never going to be found, and closure would never be brought to his family. Until one day, when Henriksen was arrested in Mandan for federal firearm charges, for being a... Like, literally just being a felon who owned firearms, like... During this arrest, investigators also believed Henriksen was involved in Christopher's disappearance. In 2015, Henriksen admitted to hiring a man to murder Christopher for working with a competitor and his business partner, Carlisle, when he refused to give up his oil shares despite owing him $2 million. Henriksen admitted that he lured Christopher to the shop so he could be bludgeoned to death before he was buried in a nearby state park. His body has never been recovered. Henriksen pled guilty along with two other men involved in the murder for hires. That is so fucking ridiculous. I know there's never a good time to murder somebody, but this was definitely like a murder that shouldn't have happened. Like the motive is so fucking stupid. Like you're mad that an employee was like, hey, you replaced my position after I moved across the country to work here. So I'm going to go work at a competitor. Like what? Like, ooh. That's like normal. Yeah, this guy was extremely unhinged because those were stupid. Like it's fine to switch yeah, that jobs. Was, like, <laughs> God damn. If, if we all just like fucking murdered people who quit their jobs and left, like there'd be no people. Like this is so insane to me. Like that seriously your motive, dude. Like you are willing to commit murder and do like life in prison because your employees switch jobs. And that's like that just blows my mind. I couldn't even fathom that. But like murderers just fucking do it and they don't care. Yeah, and I mean like technically he hired somebody to murder him, but like even that is <laughs> insane to me. It's insane to me. How much money did you spend on that? I feel like that might be even worse than actually murdering somebody, to be honest. Yeah, because it's just so unhinged, like... Like, talking to somebody about, like, how you want it to happen, like, fucking... And, like, nobody reports it, they just do it, like, what? And my thing is, is, like, it's really annoying how the police just knew. They were like, yeah, we're just gonna, like, arrest this guy. Oh, and also, we think he was involved. Oh, okay, 
so you think he was involved like this whole time? Yeah, like I think the most unhinged shit about this too is like this dude was like sending text messages like for the murder to hire and like they still didn't catch him for like this fucking long. Like there was clear evidence. It was like fucking easy peasy to catch this guy if they wanted to. Like they didn't even try that hard. No, they totally didn't. They were like literally not our problem. And like I understand that their chief was like, yeah, I can't do this. But like this, I don't understand. Like this was so easy to solve. Like it was not hard. All they had to do was get a fucking warrant and it would have been like done. They really stepped down because of like you barely, you didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is too much. Like, bro, you're literally not even doing anything anyways. Literally, as soon as they locked him up, he basically confessed. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's like absolutely insane to me. (laughs) Like, Tell me you weren't made to be a police officer without telling me god damn for real like i have so many questions on that that will like never be answered we're so unsafe nobody is safe no like honestly the chances of your murder getting solved is like so slim it seems like like we really don't give a flying fuck unless it's a child and that's really messed up dude like i don't know adults going missing should matter a little bit more like fuck them kids and fuck you dude i didn't mean mean it like that i just mean like both should be equally important okay yeah honestly it's really weird to me how like as soon as we turn a certain age people are just like fuck you yeah it's very strange to me too especially with like all of this forced birth stuff going on yeah we we really don't care like if they become murderers that was very specific how many murderers do you know (laughs) probably more than i should yeah true staffing does that to you yeah you're right in my line of work i know more more murderers than I should. So yeah, don't uh, don't let your employer murder you. That's the don't quit your job. Apparently, bye. Bye.